There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. On today's episode, we talk about your credit score. Do you know what your credit score is, Erin? I do. I keep it very close. Oh, I get those reports on my oh, email. Okay. Mm. I couldn't tell you what it is, though. Yeah, neither. So, Erin, talk to me, real talk. <laughs> what were you doing this morning? Cod whacking. Why? That's why I'm covered in mud. Yeah, can mm. you shower before you come in yeah, here? Yeah, sorry. I apologise to the girls. <laughs> Not even sorry. Yeah. <laughs> We've got people watching us today, which is kind of weird, but um, shout out to the handful of people watching us while we do this live at the studio. So, Covered why, in mud. why did you go quad biking? Because uh, someone thought it would be a good idea that someone wasn't me. Do you know quad biking is very dangerous? Yep. Extremely dangerous. So you're Probably basic- not at the speed I was going. Yeah. You're doing quad walking. Um, if you haven't already, jump on to your podcast player and subscribe to My Millennial Money Express. That's a podcast that it should be out probably three times a week, maybe if I'm not heaps lazy. Uh, and it's inspo for life, your money, your career, and um, and each episode's probably under five minutes. What, what was that? <laughs> that was my phone. Uh-huh. <laughs> Whoops. Um, anyway, it's jump in. It's a new podcast and it's a lot of fun and we're going to pump those out for people who hate this banter like we're doing now. (laughs) Um, Now, one thing you might not realise, we're actually open to your questions and we're hoping, and you'll hear later on in this episode, an audio question. So, if you've got a question for the show, um, flick me a message on Instagram at MyMillennialMoney and I'll give you an email address and you can send your question in via audio format because it just makes it a little bit more engaging, doesn't it, Erin? Yes. Exactly. It's the right answer. And a thank you to Glee Coffee Roasters for supporting the show. Uh, if you are interested in having good coffee at home, jump onto gleecoffee.com.au, use the promo code M3 in the checkout and you will get 10% off, or is it 15? I thought it was 15. It's 15. Yeah. Yeah, there we go. Once I accidentally gave everyone 50% off... Um, but it's 15% off your coffee order, your coffee subscription. It's great coffee. It's delicious. You're listening to My Millennial Money. My Millennial Money. It's New York Fashion Week, but for podcasts. Fashion, baby, yeah. <laughs> so, Aaron. Hmm. When was the last time you checked your credit score? I check it all the time because I get those emails that tell me when, like, an event's happened on it or whatever it is. Right. So, like, have you ever defaulted on a no. loan? So, you're a pretty yeah. upstanding citizen. Yeah, yeah. Um, have you and ever- I still haven't figured out what it is that keeps directing me over there because I haven't made any applications or anything. Hmm. Weird. 
That's very interesting. It is very interesting. <laughs> um, and have you ever, like, has credit or your credit score ever been a concern in your own life? No. No. I do think it's being it's becoming more popular in society and everyone's talking about credit Well, more. I think people are just more aware of it, maybe. Yeah. Because I, I don't think it actually impacts your life that bad if you're a, like... Well, it shouldn't. No. No. Like, you shouldn't have to worry about it. No. And have you ever defaulted on a loan? No. Have you ever not paid a phone bill or a bill and it gone into collections? Uh, no. No. So, yeah. So, probably, I reckon maybe 95% of the citizens that are- Yeah, would be fine. Are adults are probably fine. Yeah. But in this interview you're about to hear, I caught up with Jerry, who's from Credit Smart, mm-hmm. and I asked her a heap of questions about credit. It's very interesting. Like, you know those um, companies and you can pay them as a service to clear your credit score? Yeah. Yeah, they're no. dodgy. Yeah, they yeah. It just sounds dodgy. Yeah, so she was actually saying that you can't actually pay a company mm. to wash your credit score. Mm. Like, but nor should you be able to. Exactly. However, if there was something on there in error, yeah. absolutely, you can remove that. Yeah, so, that's the whole point of the emails that I get. Yes. They'll just send it to you, say, is this right? Yes. So, um, again, we're going to throw this interview up that um, because I do all the bloody work around here, I went... <laughs> She's rolling her eyes at me. Uh, Do you want me to buy it or? <laughs> no, I don't. Um, so, I caught up with Jerry from creditsmart.org.au and we had a good chat about credit. And I think we busted a few myths. So, mm-hmm. uh, let's take a listen to that interview now. Hi, Jerry. How are you? I'm well, thank you. That's good. Thanks for joining us. Uh, Jerry is from creditsmart.org.au and we're talking about everything to do with credit, credit reporting, and I actually don't know a lot about this topic and a lot of our <laughs> listeners ask um, stuff to do with credit and I've got no idea. So, I thought, who better to ask than, I don't know, the credit person. Excellent. Thank yeah. you. So, I'll just, um, I, I guess I want to set the scene and I've spent a lot of time in America. Um, I've got a lot of friends in America. I listen to American podcasts. I go to conferences in America. Um, in, the, in the United States, credit is basically a huge deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, it affects um, possibly how much you pay for your car insurance, your health insurance, your rent, whether you get a, accepted into a, a rental property or not. It really um, controls a lot of people's lives in the States. Do you think Australia is heading down that road? So... No, I don't think so. Certainly not yet. I think, first of all, though, you did miss a really important one, which is your credit score goes on your dating profile in the States. Really? Quite often. Yeah, it's a thing, apparently. Wow. Yeah. Um, but no, we are not there yet. Yeah. Um, so, one of the really big differences is the kind of information that's on your credit report in the States compared to Australia. Yes. There's a lot more information um, in the US. It's also accessed by a lot more people in the US. So um, you mentioned rental properties. That may be the case over here, over there, sorry. Um, it's certainly not the case in Australia. Sure. So there's really strict rules around who can access your credit report here. Because I think it's like, it's a bit of a fallacy in a sense that particularly in the States, you get a high credit score if you've had lots of credit and paid lots of interest, which means you're a really good quality citizen, but it's actually bad because you've had a lot of debt and it, I don't think it actually – I guess what I'm trying to say is every time I'm talking to our listeners, don't have the credit score be the 
tail that's wagging the dog, which is your life. Yeah, Absolutely. Right. Pay bills on time. Um, save money. Don't go into debt. Don't, uh, but don't do things strategically um, to appease your credit profile. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had a friend once who wanted to buy a house and he thought he'd go and get a loan and buy a new car on credit to get a good credit score right. before he purchased the house. Mm-hmm. Where nine times out of ten, if he just had cash in the bank and a good savings record, there would be a lender that would um, see that he's potentially credit worthy. Mm. So lenders will look at two things, though. Well, well, many things, but they'll look at both your credit report and your expenses and your kind of use of cash. Yes. So it did used to be the case that only negative information was on your credit report. Yes. So that whole having a credit history, unless it was negative, it wasn't really there. You'd only have defaults and negative information. Um, And it's a bit strange because in different countries it was always different. So my parents are from the UK and they kind of said you have to have credit to get credit. Exactly, yeah. That didn't used to be the case here. It is becoming that way though. Right. So last year there were some huge changes to credit reporting and now um, there's just a lot more information in your credit report. So whereas before it was only that negative information and defaults or bankruptcies, you now have what we call positive information. So you will have... um, any credit accounts that you do have, they will be reported in there, as well as your repayment history information, which is very granular information. It's a monthly kind of tick if you've made your monthly payment on time. Um, if you make it late, then there'll be a number showing your arrears. Which kind of the more detail that is on one's credit report or credit file can actually make it, um, I guess, harder potentially to obviously get further debt, but... I guess it does open that can of worms for a, like I was saying before, like a health insurance or a car mm-hmm. insurance to go, oh, look, this person, you know, they've got a horrendous, like we can look at all these details and we're not insuring somebody unless they've got a, I don't know, the, a good kind of a, credit, a good credit file so or charge more because, hey, this person, there's a risk that this person's sloppy and who isn't going to pay or whatnot. So we're going to charge that person more because there is a chance that we won't get our money on time or so thankfully there are those controls around who can see your credit report in australia so again the uh you know rental agents can't see yes. it not not there for insurers either so um it's really only credit providers that can look at your repayment history information and then they will use that to assess you for credit. Sure. So that's the whole idea of building a good credit history so that when you do go for your next loan, you can kind of demonstrate that you make your payments on time and you're a good credit risk. Yeah. And I guess like to the point I was saying before, like I don't actively set out um, with my life with the, I want my credit to be perfect. I'm just a good citizen who pays my phone bill on time so I don't mm-hmm. get a ding on the credit or... Um, so I think that's important. Like, generally speaking, if you've got a spending plan and you've controlled your personal finances and, you know, life isn't a mess, generally it's not going to be an issue. Yeah. Um, so just on the whole credit report thing, mm-hmm. is there like a national numbered system? Do we actually have a score in Australia between zero and a thousand or anything like that so there's three main credit reporting bodies in australia and they all use a different scoring system yes um and it's not even a matter of you know all of them go from zero to a thousand there are different kind of parameters for that number so you can check your credit score um using a few different websites i would always say it's much more important though to have a look at your credit report because that's the information that goes into your score that's also the information that the banks really care about so exactly because one bank could say 
um, like there's no point if the there's not a standardized scoring system across the credit reporting agencies, mm-hmm. well, it doesn't mean anything anyway. Um, so the banks will also have their own ways of figuring out your credit score and your kind of credit worthiness. Yes. So the score is not as important as the information behind it, which is in your credit report. Exactly. So for example, um, I, I, I get a credit report once a year just mm-hmm. to have a look at it to make sure, you know, there hasn't been any weird stuff going on. Yeah. So the banks might have, hey, if there's been... Uh, a phone bill that hasn't been paid and there's a default, for example, they might say if there's been two defaults in the last two years, that's a, an issue, for example. Yeah. As opposed to this person's always paid their bill on time. They've got a, a really high score, quote unquote. It's more about the, I guess, the binary yes or defaults, yes or no type of data. Is that correct? So we used to only have information around defaults, yes or no. Yes. Um, and we've now got all of that extra information that gives you the monthly repayment behavior. Wow. So that's going to have increasing importance now. It also means that um, a lot of a lot of potential consumers, what's the opposite of the lender? Um, <laughs> uh, um, borrower. Borrower, sorry, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's it, we got there, yeah. yeah. So previously we only had the negative information on your credit report which is defaults or bankruptcies yes but now that we have all of this extra information including monthly data around whether you've made your payments on time it means that borrowers can start to build up a good credit history so previously you might have been a kind of blank applicant you'd be invisible when it comes to your kind of credit behavior so having the opportunity to have good credit behavior actually makes you a better credit risk when you go and apply for loans right right and I guess it's only the key times that the credit report matters in Australia is if you're going for a loan. That is when it becomes most important. Yeah, yes. absolutely. Yeah. So, and again, I just can't stress this enough. We are not United States. Mm-hmm. So, don't stress out too much about your credit report because it's a factual report. So, I guess in Australia, the biggest thing is, particularly if you want to go for your first home, making sure you're going to a, a good mortgage broker who can say, I don't want you to apply to that bank there because I know that you won't get through rather than maybe an experienced mortgage broker going, I will give this bank a shot because they've got a good rate and then you apply and you can't get through and that's a credit credit inquiry. So Mm -hmm. if you did that a couple of times, does that raise alarm bells to a a potential lender? Yeah, so it's not even a problem of um, being denied by those credit providers. It's where to draw the line when you're shopping around. So, of course, it's good to shop around, but actually making the inquiry does give you a long list of inquiries, particularly before these changes to credit reporting. It would then be unclear to someone looking at a credit report whether you were given those loans. Yes. So, it might look like you've applied for 10 loans. You might have got 10 loans. You might have been denied 10 loans. Either way, you've applied for 10 loans and it kind of raises some questions. Yes. So, be careful about actually signing on the paper to make the application or the actual inquiry. Yeah. And just a, a question. So, personal loan, for example, if I went down to the bank tomorrow and got a, a $10,000 personal loan, mm-hmm. the, does the sophistication of the credit reports now say on this date, Glenn applied for a $10,000 loan and it was admitted or is it just Glenn James applied with, say, ANZ, for example, um, and no details? 
So previously we wouldn't have the details, we just have the date of application and what kind of loan it was. Now if you're given that loan, then an entry is kind of opened for that account. So we've got the open date, wow. we've got the limit, mm. and then we've got your monthly repayment behaviour in there as well. So I guess it's, I, I, and this is why I, I wanted you guys on the show, because like I did not know the, I guess, the extent of it. Mm-hmm. and. It, even like last time I did my credit, it might be, I might be due to do one. Like it didn't have this level of detail. No, like yeah. is it fairly recent? It is fairly recent. So it's been allowed to happen for a few years, but the banks didn't really start reporting um, until mid last year. Ah, the that's just why. Came on board. Yep, yeah. Yep. So when it comes to checking your credit report though, everyone's entitled to a copy of their credit report for free every year. It doesn't sound like the funnest thing to do mm. on your spare time, but it is really important to have a look at it. So if you if you haven't got a credit report, people can go to creditsmart.org.au mm-hmm. and be able to find the correct channels to get their free credit report through exactly. there. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. So if you head to creditsmart.org.au, we've got all of the instructions and information you need to go and apply for those credit reports. We've also got some explanations on what it all means, yep. what should be in there. Also, really importantly, we've got information on what to do if you think there's a mistake in there. Yes. Because it is really important to have a look and make sure that there are no mistakes. Yeah. And um, I guess I'll just stress to everybody now with this information age that we're living in, it's so important to have your personal finances clean, systemized, automated, um, because one slip, you know, could add to your credit report, but more so now one slip could add not just to the credit report, a whole heap of detail. Mm-hmm. and you just don't want a trail of mess behind you. Yeah, absolutely. So because of all the extra information that's in there now, it is really important to treat your credit report as a personal asset. Yes. Because also that monthly information that goes in, that has a two-year retention period. Right. So it, like we said before, your credit report becomes the most important when you're applying for a loan. Maybe you want to do that this year or maybe it's not until two years time and it's not really on the horizon. Either way, you need to start thinking about it now because you're building your credit history now. Right. Now, I even like Afterpay, ZipPay mm-hmm. and um, the Parasite Cancer Payment <laughs> Services, um, <laughs> I get a lot of people that say, oh, no, they're really good. I think they're wrong and that's okay. Um, you can disagree with me. I, I don't mind. Um they are not a lender strictly. Mm-hmm. Will Are they treated, for example, if you default on your phone bill and it goes into collections, the credit report would then be dinged? Is that correct? Yeah, if you go into default on yep. your phone, phone bill. bill yeah. Yeah. Does that work the same way with Afterpay and ZipPay? If you default and then... I guess what I'm saying is it's not in the same category as a personal loan or credit card Afterpay. It would be if you are if you owe afterpay money, and it defaults, and they end up sending it to collections. At that point, would they notify? So one thing I'll say about the buy now pay later products is that even if those products don't list a default, you have to think about your entire credit portfolio. So if you're kind of um, chasing your tail. If you're using your credit card to pay off those debts, just make sure that you're able to keep on top of your credit card payments as well because a lot of those buy now, later, pay later products have the automated debit. and off your you credit don't card. Get, yeah, yeah, exactly. So yeah. the afterpay could be more downstream 
um, cause and effect. Exactly. So yep. you might end up defaulting on another product um, because you took on too much of those buy now, pay later products. Yep. And it's funny, like particularly listeners, there are listeners of the podcast who um, I'm just not picking anyone under, you know, 21. But for example, people have come into adulthood with this afterpay generation thinking it's the norm, but it's actually rubbish. Um <laughs> Because if you don't have the money, don't buy it. It is. It's pretty simple. I mean, I read an article this morning in the States. There's a startup company doing lending to um, pay for your rent in America. If you can't afford rent, you can Mm -hmm. borrow to pay rent. And all this stuff, yes, if you're 20 and you use Afterpay and you can control yourself, congratulations, um, you know, Australian of the Year, well done. But you actually don't need it and it will end up causing you more drama. And I know banks with lending now, with their lending criteria, they'll look at your statement and if they're seeing zip pay, after pay, and I'm not singling out uh, just zip pay and after pay, but there's probably other ones, I wonder when I'll get sued by after pay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, so that's, I guess, my rant on that stuff. Um, and I used the example in a very early episode, those magicians in, um, in Vegas, they had the tiger, and it was mm-hmm. tame and perfect, but eventually the tiger turned around and beat one of them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's only a matter of time. Yeah. So, I think on the buy now, pay later stuff, it's just really important to make sure you're using the credit product that works for you. Yes. And that may be the one that works for you, and that's fine. But it is always important to be aware of easy credit. Those products don't use the same standard of responsible lending when it comes to assessing applications. That's Yeah, because they fit outside of a, a lender, yep. per se. And it's also really important to know that even if they don't show up on your credit report, those buy now, pay later products, banks do look at your bank statement Absolutely. and they will see the direct yep. debits coming out. Yeah. So I'll move now. I've got a question from a guy uh, who's a listener. Hey, Glenn, I was young and dumb and had mortgage brokers apply on behalf of me for small loans that were declined uh now he has a bad credit rating and now he's full-time he still can't get a loan um so i guess jesse wants to know can you cleanse your credit or is time the best cleanser it's a matter of time (laughs) i'm afraid yeah so i would say as well though it's not the be all and end all so you can absolutely talk to banks and highlight the problem and what's happened um, and see if you can have more of a kind of manual process of your application. Yeah, and and that's what I'd say. If you get a really good uh, mortgage broker who is competent, I mean, there are there could be something that we don't know in this situation where it's like categorically you're still bankrupt. We're not touching you. Like that's mm. kind of the extreme. But like anything, time heals all wounds mm. and time can cleanse a good credit file. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that is all there is. Unfortunately, there are businesses out there. You mentioned the what debt, debt parasites. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Debt parasites, debt vultures. Um, so there are businesses out there who want to make money off the fact that you can't clean your credit report. Yes. But the thing is, they will do what you can do for free. Only they will charge you for it. Yes. So you can absolutely apply to the credit reporting bodies and credit providers to have something fixed on your credit report. If it's true and it's there, if you really did have a default, if you really did make those inquiries, it's not going to be corrected. Um, and anyone who says that they can have it corrected for you for a fee is someone you should run from quickly. Sure. So that's very important to know. There's actually, it's not physically possible if it's a legitimate 
um, entry on the credit file mm-hmm. to have that clean. Yeah, yeah, sure. If you got declined because um, Energy Australia um, or whoever, an energy provider said that you were overdue on your power bill and it was an error and you've never been with them, um, that stuff can get removed because it's in error. Yeah, absolutely. And I know, like for example, I used Equifax um, for my um, credit report. Mm-hmm. You can actually sign up to them and they'll alert me if there's any entries ever. Yeah, yeah. so there's a few different services on there. You can check your score and your credit report and have alerts sent to you. Yeah. Um, but either way, even if you don't want to get that kind of invested in it, it's just so important to have a look at it, ideally once a year, and check it for errors. Yeah, cool. So, share houses, joint accounts, how does all that work when it comes to credit reporting? Yeah. So, as we mentioned before, it used to be a matter of only negative information was on your credit report. Now, there's more information, there's positive information. Um, you'll often have young people, though, who don't have a credit entry. Um, and the way to do that is to try and make sure that you've got phone bills on your on your under your name. Sorry. Sure. Okay. So you'll start building a credit report and a credit history. Usually, the first time you have an entry is when you apply for a, a mobile phone. Sure. So then you'll get an entry. And in there. is that a contract or like a prepaid? Probably Either more. one. They do the identity check actually. Sure. And that's okay. How you get an sure. Entry. Yeah. yeah. And then. You build a solid credit history by making your monthly payments on time with a credit card, for example. But to start getting a credit profile, it's a good idea, for example, if you're in a share house, try and get the utilities or the internet account under your name. Um, of course, make sure that it's paid off on time because yes. you definitely don't want to wear the default um, yeah. of and it, people, So, it's a basically. two-edged sword. It absolutely is, yeah. And do you think it is absolutely necessary to have a credit profile as soon as possible? I think it's a good idea because you don't know what lays down the road. So you might not be thinking about getting a car this year, but if next year you do end up wanting a car, it's really good to have a credit history that you can rely on to demonstrate that you are a good credit risk and try and bargain for a better rate basically. Sure. And the fact that, for example, um, I've got a credit history, but see a lot of people don't realise that if um, your phone bill and the electricity bill is actually a pseudo credit contract because mm-hmm. they're loaning you money for that month essentially yep. Yep. for the services. Yep. So if you do want to get your credit report, I don't know, off the ground, it doesn't mm-hmm. mean you need to run out tomorrow and get a thirty grand car loan. Definitely not. Yeah, yeah and that's so a good um, take home piece. That yeah. Um, So you do start building your credit history with those phone and utility accounts. They actually don't have the monthly payment data on those accounts. Telcos and utilities don't provide that. But it is the kind of foundation level of your credit report. So that's why it's a good idea to um, try and make sure you've got a utility or internet bill in your name. So we would say the most important thing is to have a look at your credit report. So again, everyone's got a right to access their credit report for free every year. Um, understand what's on there because when you apply for a loan, that's what the credit provider is going to be looking at. So it's just a good idea to know it. So there's different credit reporting agencies, right? Mm -hmm. And this is what I can't get my head around. Is there like a central office that they all use for information? Or So if I'm a bank and I want to give a loan to Joe Blow over here, Mm -hmm. do they put out a request to all three It would be a lot simpler, wouldn't it, if it was just one? No, there is three. There's three. So, um, and, you know, they require the same kind of information. So, just apply 
all at once to those three bodies and check the information on those three different So I mentioned Equifax before is which one that I've used in the past. Mm-hmm. I should probably just go to creditsmart.org.au and have a look at the different options yep. and to can I get a free credit report from each of the three providers. Yeah, absolutely. So we'll send you out to the three credit reporting bodies. So that's Equifax, Ilian and Experian. Right. And we've got the instructions on how to get your credit report from them. So realistically, when I said about once a year that I check my credit, I need to be sweeping all three agencies. Ideally, yeah. Wow. Interesting. Just scattergun approach all at once. Yeah. (laughs) And so it's I'm entitled to one free per year. That's Mm -hmm. one free per year from each provider. From each of them. Okay. That makes so much sense. Yeah. Um, So, for example, I'll just pick on CBA Bank. I go to CBA for a mortgage. Would they pull a credit report from all three? Or do they have a preferred provider perhaps that they just use? Every lender will have their own preferred. um, And they will go to all three as well. Okay. Um, Yeah. And they might use different criteria for different wow so i guess it's just it goes back to have control over your own personal life and if you are renting in a share house and you if the bill's in your name for the power mm-hmm. make sure that that gets settled and closed Absolutely. before you leave and I've, I've seen it before with clients four years later or whatever it is oh there's this oh that was from a million years ago or mm-hmm. um yeah, just make sure your details are up to date so you don't leave a trail of mess behind you that can really mess with you yep. later on. Yeah, and that um, that default point is is something you see quite often where people don't know about it until four years later. Yeah. But it stays around for five years. So yeah. you need to be really careful not to get a default because you in five years' time might be a completely different person who wants to get a car loan um, and would certainly always make sure to update their address before leaving a house. Yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, thank you so much for your time and uh, it's been you. a really good eye-opener. Great. Thanks very much for having All me. Right. Thanks, Jerry. Actually, after listening to that interview and pretend that you'd listen to it mm. because... Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll over that. Yeah. Um, it's very... <laughs> Hey, it's a professional operation here. Um, (laughs) Erin's above everything. Um, In fact, probably three minutes ago, she didn't know she was doing an episode on credit, but here we go. Um, I thought it was very interesting that people don't realize that things like your phone bill and your energy account, if you're renting or you're in a house, affect your credit rating Mm -hmm. if you default, because effectively those companies, they are lending you money each month. So, credit score isn't just for your home loan or personal loan or credit card. It's for those services that uh, give you monthly credit. Yep. Um, So, let's have a listen to a question from Hayley. Hi, guys. My name is Hayley and I am 28 years old. Uh, My partner and I are about to move in together and as part of that process, we'll be merging our money. Uh, We know how to structure our finances, but we don't know how to choose a bank. He's been with his bank for about 13 years. He even knows the bank manager. Um, And I've been with my bank for about 10 years plus and haven't had a reason to move away from them at all. Um, So does loyalty matter when it comes to being a customer of a bank? Uh, And apart from the fees, what else can we compare to help us decide? So I guess my question is, as a couple, how do we decide where to bank? Thanks, guys. Keep up the great work. Okay, tell me couples, relationships, banking... Is, does loyalty matter anymore? No. Why? Oh, I don't know. Not to me. Yeah. 
I changed because my bank was really behind in technology and I wanted to, Yes. you know, Apple Pay and all that sort of stuff and they didn't support that. They didn't support at one point like cardless cash, whereas other banks had been doing it for a long time. So, Yeah, and I think in particular with Haley's example, number one, um, just because you know the bank manager, I mean, really squat these matter. days yeah. because who cares? I mean, if that bank manager dies tomorrow, you can't base your logic yeah. on that because it doesn't stack up because that mm. bank manager isn't there forever. And number two, it's not 1930 anymore mm. where the bank manager can- Is the one that actually- Approves everything. Yeah. Yeah. So, in terms of that, that's not a good thing. If you're loyal because you're a loyal person and they've never done anything bad by me, that's cute, but I don't think it matters. Um, it's not a reason to, like, choose one over the other, I don't think. No. But what I did, I actually wrote back to Haley because I, th- I think she wanted to move on this. So, I just said, look, if you both like your banks, mm. awesome, knock yourselves out. I would say one thing, what about if you're joining your money together, use one bank for your savings, your bills account yep. and, and all that the crap, other one for- and the other bank for your blow money or yep. your day-to-day stuff. Because yep. my cash flow course at mymillennialmoney.com, if you download that and go through the course, I suggest having two separate banking institutions um, just to help control some of the behavior. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, anything else you want to add to that? No, I don't think so. Yeah. So, hey, it's and I'll just point out, it's good that they're moving in together and, you know, they've been in a relationship for a little bit, I guess, and they're saying, hey, we are going to do this all or nothing. Yeah. It's not we're co-people and yeah. we split the rent and the bills and yeah, all that. And so, pay, yeah. they yeah. are jumping in and that's cool. I mean, there's no right or wrong, but I think it needs to be all or nothing. Mm-hmm. Joshua asks... And this is the first time Aaron's heard this question because, again, everyone always gets surprised around here. <laughs> Joshua asks, was quad biking fun? Yeah, it was fun. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. it was, like, it was yeah. surprisingly fun. Yeah. 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 And he also wanted to know, um, <laughs> <laughs> hey, did they do much quad biking in Africa? Oh, God. I'd imagine so. Awesome. All right. Well, there you have it. Thanks for uh, popping in today, Aaron. No problem. And uh, have a shower next time, would yeah. you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so disgusting. <laughs> did you go through mud or something, did you? Yeah. Mate, yeah. it was pouring rain yesterday. Oh, yes. Yeah. It was. Yeah. So, uh, we will see you next time. And remember, send in your audio questions or flick me a message on Instagram and we'll uh, we'll answer more of your audio questions because it's a little bit more dynamic than... Yeah. Um, me reading it out out. and fumbling it and yeah okay bye 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 remember we hang out on insta at my millennial money if you're a regular listener you're welcome to join our facebook group If you want more money hacks, be sure to subscribe to My Millennial Money Express. It's short money hacks anywhere, anytime, right into your ears. Any advice in this podcast is of a general nature only and has not been tailored to your personal circumstances. Please seek personal advice prior to acting on this information. Before making a decision to acquire a financial product, you should obtain and read the product disclosure statement relating to that product. Opinions constitute our judgment at the time of issue and are subject to change. Neither the licensee, any of the National Australia Group of Companies, nor their employees or directors give any warranty of accuracy nor accept any responsibility for errors or omissions in this podcast. Glenn James, Urban Ghetto Proprietary Limited, trading a sort your money out, are authorised representatives of Apogee Financial Planning Limited, AFSL 230689. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.